Today, you are getting a sneak peek inside one of my one-on-one coaching calls, one of my weight loss kickstart sessions. Today, I get to chat with Kaylee and you get to listen in on her coaching conversation. We are talking all about getting on track with nutrition all day because we tend to get to that moment mid-afternoon when our, our brains can finally stop and we don't want to make any more decisions. And it's so hard to gain control of our choices around nutrition that time of day. So today in this episode, you're going to hear Kaylee and I dig into that and dig deep into what's actually throwing her off with nutrition, how to handle that and tackle it and face it head on and actually deal with that issue and get through it victoriously and how to just build in a new habit that's going to put her on the right track. We uncovered what threw off this toddler mom, threw off her eating habits and identified how to move forward. You are going to be so blessed by this coaching conversation today. Cannot wait to get into it. And I want to remind you that you can get access to one of these weight loss kickstart sessions with me and accountability over the course of two weeks. We're going to dig into what's holding you back from weight loss, what's holding you back from feeling like you're in control of your journey and how to get through that with simple habits. You can grab one of those at the toughlovemom.com backslash coaching. I'll talk more about that later, but let's get into this coaching conversation so you can hear how we uncover this issue for Kaylee and get to a habit that's going to solve her problem. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year both times and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. How's your week been? How's everything going? It's going pretty good. Yeah. I fell off track a couple times. That's okay. My birthday was on the 24th, and it's like ever since then, I don't know why I struggle so bad. It's like I have one off day, and mm-hmm. then it's like old habits just creep back in. You Does that happen it. even if you're, like, you know it's coming? Yeah. It takes more work to go back to the new habits I've gained, because it's like the old habits come in. Yeah. Just like, gotta reel myself back in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... You're two and a half years postpartum. I read through your form before we got started, um, but I want to dive a little more into specifics. So what's the number one thing that you want right now out of your journey, out of the intention and the work that you're putting in? What's the number one thing that you want? Probably the one thing I want is to just feel good, feel good, have energy, stamina, keep up with my boy. Yeah. 
What does that mean? Like, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? Running outside with him and not feeling like, oh man, I need a breather <laughs> or anything like that. Or, um, I don't know, because even my moods kind of too, like I can be more present when I'm fueling my body correctly and I can be more in the moment with him instead of, oh man, I ate such and such and then I'm feeling like garbage (laughs) so it's mental as well as physical feeling. oh yeah so can you tell me a little bit more about the mental side of it yeah I've I've no I've been noticing that when I eat junk that's kind of when I start getting stressed out where it's like and then that's when the spiral happens to where then it's even harder to get back on track which makes no sense because if I'm stressed about getting off track me going farther off track shouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't be my first response, but oddly it is. So it takes a little more work on my part to be like, okay, that stressed you out. So let's do the opposite of that, what you were doing and you were feeling really good. So that's what I have to start doing. Do you think to get to that point where you're feeling better physically, you need Mm -hmm. to focus more on the mental stuff first? I feel like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Especially with nutrition. Okay. So what, what's making it hard around the nutrition stuff? Let's dive a little bit more into the spiral, the stress happening. Where does it start? Like, what's the trigger for that? What do you think is the starting point for that spiral? Sometimes, sometimes it's stress to where then I'm just like, I'm too stressed out to think about my portions to where I just eat anything. If I'm hungry, it's like, Anything in sight, I'll just grab it and be like, okay, I'm done. But um, stress or special occasions like birthdays, holidays, those kind of things. Yeah. Have you tried anything to combat that? If you know a special occasions coming coming up or if you feel like that stress is building up just from like day-to-day stuff, is there anything that you've tried that maybe has helped a little bit or like I've tried that and it just doesn't work for me? Well, what I used to do was... I don't do it anymore because I found that it just made things worse. If I would have, if I knew I was going somewhere where there would be food, I would literally not eat that whole day and then eat at the function. And that just, that didn't go good. That didn't go good. But I have noticed that if I kind of plan ahead, maybe pack some snacks or even eat before I go sometimes. So I'm not like starving when I go to where I can munch on like the healthier things. That helps. It seems like like this downward trend of just not eating well, like that spiral, use that word spiral, happens from day-to-day stress and then special occasions. Which one do you feel causes the issue more often? Probably special occasions because I've been nailing it. Even when I do get stressed out, I was doing really good. I was good. What helps helps with that? What do you think is helping? Um, Honestly, what I was doing was anytime I feel stressed out, I think about what I'm stressed out about. And then I'm like, okay, food's not going to fix that. Let's get our stuff together here. And I pray about it. I read a Bible and exercise. And that kind of got my mind, my endorphins going, I think. And it shifted my mindset to, okay, you know, that's not going to fix it. We'll just focus on the problem and you're capable of fixing the problem. And then that's what I do. I love that. You faced the hard thing and just said, Hey, I'm going to deal with this and I'm going to press on. I love that. Okay. So let's focus in on the special occasions then. Um, 
what are the special occasions or is it like a, Hey, it's the weekend. So I'm going to be more relaxed with my food. But then that turns into like two weeks of being more relaxed. Is it like specific holidays or is it just kind of at random special? Like, how do you define that? It's, it's mostly like birthdays because with my family, a lot of our birthdays are like, boom, 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 you know, back to back. So it's like, ah, I don't have time to like go back to my normal habits. And then there's not much time in between. Like my husband's birthday is two days after mine. Okay. So it was that one. It was mine and his. And then we went to his family's house for his birthday. And I was just like, I can't get a break. <laughs> so then back that, back. yeah. And then this month it's my dad's birthday. So like, I'm, I already mentally prepared myself. Like, Hey, you don't have to go crazy. <laughs> That and it, it is sometimes on weekends, like if we get invited out, I don't know. So does it seem like it's when stuff gets thrown off or yeah. if you can plan ahead? Yeah. So it's when like think, things are more unexpected. Yeah. And I think part of my problem is, is I have to start planning ahead and I have to stop viewing it as if I'm missing out if I do plan ahead. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like if everybody else is eating fried food or something. And I'm sitting there munching on my carrots and dip or something, you know, healthier. I think mentally I need to rewire my brain to not see it as I'm missing out on something. Cause in, in reality, I mean, I'm gaining it because I'm getting nutrients out of what I'm eating. So that's just kind of what I've been trying to tell myself. <laughs> yeah. Let's say, so in those situations, whether it's been in the past or recently where the outcome wasn't exactly what you wanted, mm-hmm. um, how was your nutrition during that get together, that event, that function, whatever. Like before I started doing good or. Yeah, no, just at it. Like at the mm-hmm. event, let's take the most recent time it happened that you got thrown off after the, after the fact. So that would have been probably my birthday. Okay. And I definitely had too many calories. Like I don't strictly count calories, but like I mm-hmm. knew I had more than what I probably should have had. <laughs> okay. You just knew you overate. Oh, blah. Like, yeah. And in my mind, I'm just like, why did you do that though? If you know you feel like this, why did you do that? Yeah. And then like, what happened afterwards? Um, what was your mindset the, the hours after the next day, the next day? The first mindset I always have is always just like, you ruined it. You messed up your work. But then the next day, I'll start out fine. And then the next thing will be planned. Like for breakfast, I'll do good. I'll have my healthy breakfast and I'll be drinking my water. I did hit my water goal, even though I was eating not according to my plan. But I did hit my water goal every time, which that's a win for me. But my mindset would kind of just be like, okay, you're going to get back on track in the morning. But then once the day went on, my mind would start thinking again, like, well, you did that yesterday. And then just a couple of days, a couple of days, in a couple more days, you're going to be having your husband, Devin's thing, my husband. So like, you might as well just take the whole weekend off. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. So that's kind of my mindset. I don't know if I'm making any sense right now, but. <laughs> no, that makes so much sense. So let me just make sure I'm understanding. So the next day after that, you're starting off fine, back on track mm-hmm. for breakfast, feeling good in your, in your head. Let me clarify something in your head. Are you like, okay, I'm going to be good the rest of the day. I've got this. Or is there a little bit of worry that you might not later in the yeah. day? 
Yeah. Okay. There's definitely some of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So morning. And then is there a certain time of day where you realize that's when I just go off course after the fact, is it lunch? Is it mid afternoon? I feel like it's mid afternoon. Okay. Cause it's like that between lunch and dinner time where I'm like starting to get hungry, but yeah. And then is dinner usually fine or is it kind of like a catch all? Okay. Dinner is honestly normally my best breakfast and dinner are normally the best ones. Nice. So What's mid afternoon look like? What are you doing? My son's napping. Okay. Normally I have like my house chores done and my house is clean. So then I get a little bit of downtime and that's when. How would you define what you do during that time? Yeah. It's where like my mind starts focusing on, okay, you're feeling a little bit hungry and then I'll go out to my kitchen and maybe see some junk. And it's the first thing there. So I will mindlessly munch and snack. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're digging up some stuff. I'm excited. Okay. So what we're going to do in this moment is pick the one thing that we're going to focus on changing. And I'm really glad that we dug all that up and you were super honest. Cause I know that's uncomfortable to do, but it's important because then we can go, okay, this is the one thing we need to focus in on to actually change. Yeah. And it can be really hard to uncover that by ourselves, but I really think we just did. So it sounds like it's that mid afternoon time because you can stay on track most of the day. Mm-hmm. even after a day that you're totally off and you just don't feel good about how you showed up, even if it was planned or unplanned. Right. And that happens to all of us. We all have those days. It's just, how do we recover from them? And that's what people struggle with. So you're not alone in that at all. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's something that within a few weeks you can totally get control of mm-hmm. habit wise. We can sometimes just take a couple of days to get things back on track. Sometimes it can take months of intention and you really don't know till yeah. you're doing the work. Um, but at the end of this call, I'm going to give you a tangible thing that you can use to track that work and put it on paper. You're going to have me as accountability for the next two weeks to like do that. And it'll be really good. So that being said, I think the number one thing we need to focus in on is that mid afternoon snack time and just stopping yourself and going, okay, what's going through my head right now? What am I going to choose intentionally? Because I think if we can get that on track. It's just going to compound in the direction you want it to compound instead of spiraling, like you said. Yeah. So um, how do we want to put that to work in that mid-afternoon time? Do you think it's, uh, do you need to stop and slow down and think about how you're feeling and yeah, it, what might or, be a good choice? What's, what do you, what do you think is causing that? I mean, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but what do you think is causing? Cause I, <laughs> I've had those moments too. And I'm like, I think I know where it's coming from, but I want you to figure it out where I think I, I think. It's, it's like a moment of stillness and quietness. And then I'm like, am I hungry? Am I bored? Am I just having free time right now? So I want to enjoy a snack or am I thirsty? And somehow it, the snack always wins. <laughs> yeah. Is it the first time a day that you kind of can stop? Yeah. Okay. So that's like my first. <sighs> yeah. And it's like when that happens, it's like. I start feeling things. I'm like, am I hungry? That kind of sounds good. And then I'll see it. And then I'm like, hook, line, and sinker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, You're not the only mom that faces that because a lot of the times we're just so go, go, go. Mm. And when we do have that moment to stop and take a breath and do something for us, our brain, like the way our brains work, 
They want to protect us. They want to keep us comfortable. And so often it's super easy to reach for something quick. That's going to satisfy. It's so easy in that moment when we finally get to stop to say, okay, I want to, now that I get a second for myself, I want to feel good. And so it's easy to reach for the feel good food instead Mm -hmm. of something that isn't a habit. So I think what would be an awesome habit to plug into this time, your one thing that I want you to build in is when you get that moment to slow down that like your son's down for a nap, the house is picked up, there's space to like think and be and breathe. I want you to take a deep breath, take five, 10 seconds to ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? And just identify that. Am I feeling stressed? Am I feeling confident? It can be great. It can be not great. You know, you're going to feel different ways on different days. So determine how you feel and then choose a snack that's not based on that feeling. Because when we can, when you can unattach your, your brain's innate instinctual desire for feeling good, when you can detach that from how you're actually feeling and then make a detached choice, a, a choice that's not driven by emotion. It's not driven by how you're feeling or by some like instinctual thing your brain's trying to do. When you can detach those things, you're going to be a lot better at being more present and making those choices that you want to make. So your one thing, that one habit that you're going to do is to identify how you feel. And I'm writing this down for you. So you don't have to stress about writing it down, (laughs) identify how you feel and then choose. And that's putting that in all caps, choose your snack because you're probably hungry and you probably do need to fuel your body at that time of day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, it's not a bad thing to do that at all. You just want to know that you're choosing something with intention. And a lot of times people are like, Oh, well, just tell me what to eat or tell me what to, you know, what to have throughout the day. And it's like, that's not the problem. We need to, we need to make sure that we're, we're the ones making the choice and Mm -hmm. someone else isn't telling you to do it because it's going to be so easy. That's why people fall off of plans, right? They think, oh, well, if someone just tells me to do it and then you do it for a few weeks and then they fall off because they're not dealing with the root issue. So I think this is going to help you with that root issue of detaching emotions and feelings and choices, just completely separating those things and taking mm-hmm. control of that. So it's going to be really awesome. I'm excited for you. Um, and this is so much more mindset than just fitness or nutrition. So are you a paper pencil person or are you more digital? What's um, I like writing stuff down. Cool. Like I, I have been loving journaling all my food. Cool. That I'm eating. Okay. Awesome. Because, because this will, I think it's much better that you do this tracking in this it's kind of journaling, but it's super short that you do it physically on paper. Um, so the habit habit tracker is not the word for it. Cause it's so much more than that. But what I, when I send that to you, um, definitely print it off and put it somewhere in your kitchen. So you can use that time to put your pen to paper because there's something about writing that is way more effectual mm-hmm. on the brain. So great. Awesome. Uh, let's talk about deciding when you feel like you master that. So they're not exact numbers, unfortunately, but often those first 21 ish, I mean, it could be like three, it could be 40 days, but those base days where you're having to put forth the effort to do this, because the first few days are going to take effort to go, okay, wait a second. I need to stop and like identify some things and then make a choice. And it's not going to feel good to make a choice. That's intentional food wise. It's not always going to feel great. Probably the first week or two, right? Those birthday celebrations and holidays and those, oh, this random thing came up and we're going to go out to eat. You should enjoy those. You should have the fried food if you want to have it. And if you're feeling full, you can stop. 
we're not going to even factor those into this okay. one thing that you're focusing on. Like even our, our anniversary is this month too. So much. <laughs> yeah. And you should totally enjoy that and, mm-hmm. you know, show up the way you want to show up to it and plan ahead if you need to, but it's what happens after and how you rebound from that the next day, mid afternoon, right. That we're right. going yeah. to change because that's what's going to help you long-term with the consistency. So we need to figure out how to define once this is mastered, because once it's mastered, you don't need to be you know, is intentional about writing and reflecting and it should become habitual. So those first base days, which can range anywhere from a couple of days to a couple of weeks, hopefully no more than three weeks, but that's when it takes more mental effort. And then the weeks after that, you might have to put a little bit of mental effort into it, but what you really want to do is habituate that initiating factor. And that just was a lot of big words, even for me. Mid afternoon. <laughs> but basically, what you want to do because habits are things that we do. And this is why I don't love the word habit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. This is, I haven't really taught this on the podcast yet. So you're like the first one to learn it. But um, a habit is something we do unconsciously, it's something we literally don't have to put any men- mental effort into. Well, working out, making a healthy meal, those aren't habits because we have to put in effort throughout the course of doing it. So what becomes habit, what becomes automatic for our brains and our habits, what becomes actual habitual is what initiates that action or that event. So it's, it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example here. That's not like weird, like peeing in the morning. I feel like that is kind of habitual though. Okay. Like getting dressed to work out. Like I just, just taking an example from my life right now, Mm. I lay my clothes out and What's habitual about like working out first thing in the morning for me is the fact that my clothes are laid out and I put them on when I'm like still half asleep first Mm -hmm. thing that's automatic. It's not something I have to think about, but what I have to think about make myself still do is head into my garage to work out. So the habits not working out in the morning, the habit is putting my workout clothes on (laughs) like right when I wake up. Right. So what we want to habituate here, how we make it habit. And this is what you'll realize when you're like, Oh, wow, I'm doing this without even thinking about it is going to be that stopping and realizing how you feel when you start identifying that without having to stop and think about it or remind Mm -hmm. yourself to do it. You're going to go, Whoa, this is like, this is habit. Now this is awesome. It's something I don't have to put as much mental effort into. So let's make sure that your, your habit tracker, let's make sure that Um, the habit tracker that I send you stays out in your kitchen. So it's like a visual cue mid afternoon. Do you think you, do you think that will be helpful or would it maybe, would you maybe not notice it? Um, I think it would be helpful. Okay. I actually have, um, like a whiteboard calendar. Perfect. That I have in my kitchen and I put my, um, workout with each program that I'm doing the calendar. I magnet. Perfect. So that, that would help me because it does okay. help to check off my workout. So you'll see it every single day. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. So let's make sure that that's up so you can okay. see it and you know to do it. And yep. I can't tell you how long it's going to take for you to go, oh, I'm like doing this without thinking about it. But mm-hmm. ideally it should start to happen within two-ish weeks. Okay. Um, that two-week mark, there's often at three days at 10 days and at two weeks is when it gets easier to fall off. So, um, your habit tracker has intentional check-ins on those days to reflect a little bit deeper about how this 
this one thing is going, but yeah, I'm going to share my screen real quick. So you can see the tracker and ask any questions before there we go. Can you see it? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to send this to you today and you can start doing it tomorrow. I have notes from our call. So I'll send you what your one thing is. Gives you two weeks worth. You need to do this every day to make sure that um, it's becoming that initiating of thinking about how you're feeling and then making a choice is becoming habit. Um, And then I want you to recognize for yourself what is going well, because often when we're too critical, it makes, it's this, you, you, you literally brought this up, but when we're too critical on ourselves or when we're thinking about what's going wrong, it actually reinforces our behavior of doing the thing we don't want to be doing, which is so illogical, but it is actually behavior science. So you're not, you're not crazy. Don't worry. (laughs) So, um, this will help you recognize for yourself what is going well, what you are doing well, you want to lead a healthy life and set that example. And, you know, this mindset work and being in charge of your own thoughts is really important in that. So yeah, that's that. I will send that to you and send your one thing. I will check in at the two week mark and you can send me a picture or a screenshot of that tracker. Okay. And I'll give you feedback. And if you want to do it for another two weeks to really reinforce that behavior, go for it. Like, we'll just do a spot check, see what you need, see how it is moving forward. And we'll go from there. Awesome. Thank you so much. Chat later. See ya. How simple, right? Ah, it's such a doable habit. And you know, what's even more exciting about the fact that the answer was simple and doable and sustainable is the fact that she got results from that after two weeks Kaylee really learned that she needed to take the pressure off of herself to be perfect. And I didn't even tell her that she figured that out on her own, following my simple habit tracker, getting into this new mindset with this new approach, with this new singular habit that we figured out. And she said, and that it's okay to take a breath and make a better choice next time and make a better choice with my nutrition. For me, realizing this is a huge win and it's giving me confidence as I lose weight. Sister's not even at her goal weight yet and we're not super consumed with that. What she's focused on is how she's showing up moment to moment, choice by choice. And it's because of how we uncovered what was holding her back on that coaching call. And I'm so excited because you can get one of these too. Go grab a weight loss kickstart session. We're gonna figure out which habit you need to start with, just one, one simple habit you need to start with so you can keep weight loss simple and sustainable. And like I said, like you saw in this call or heard, I guess we're on podcast, right? Thank goodness we're not on video because I'm sitting here in my PJs right now. But we we really dug down at first. It sounded like it might've been those family events and eating out. And then we were like, oh, maybe it's not. And we dug in deep. And that's what we're going to do on this call. The first 15, 20 minutes, we dig in. You tell me, we get vulnerable. And I want you to know you're not the only one who's probably faced what you're facing. I might have some of my coaching clients have faced that. And I just want you to know that you're not alone in that. And we can find an answer. There is an answer for you. It's going to be one habit and it's going to be simple. And we can build on that. What's cool about these weight loss kickstart sessions is we can pick new habits to add in. We can book multiple calls and figure out one step at a time, because that's how we master this journey. That's how postpartum weight loss is simple and sustainable as you take it 
one habit at a time. So let's identify that first one. Let's uncover what's holding you back right now, not what's going to hold you back down the road or what's held you back in the past, but what's holding you back today and identify one simple habit that you can track that is tangible. And that's going to start making changes in your life in two weeks. And if you need to do it for two more to really get a hang of it, that's okay. Habits take different amounts of time for different people. Something that I added in that I didn't mention during that coaching call was I added in extra check-ins. So you get a two week check-in from me two weeks, once your, once your tracker is done, but I also added in a one week personal one-on-one check-in with me. So you can give me an update on your progress. We can make any pivots we need to make. If you're really struggling, you can vent, I will listen and we will work through that via email. You get one-on-one contact with me. So if you are ready to walk away with the right thing, the right next thing to do, you're going to walk away with a tracker so you can track your progress and reflect on how you're making progress. And you're going to feel more confident. Just like Kaylee said, she feels more confident in her choices and as she's losing weight. And I want that for you. Now is your time. I only keep five coaching spots open per month in their first come first serve. So when they're gone, they are gone. I want you to head to the toughlovemom.com backslash backslash coaching to get consistent in the right habits right now. So you can finally feel confident while you lose that weight. You can stop trying to figure this out by yourself. Okay. I'm here to help you. Let's get you focused on one thing and let's get you consistent with it. And then let's build on that down the road. Okay. But we're going to start with one thing first off on your weight loss kickstart session. So go to the toughlovemom.com backslash coaching. And I cannot wait to get you on the path to weight loss the right way. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the tough love mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review, letting me know how the show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.